Sports Podcast, broadcasting live on the KCOU Sports Stream. You might be listening to us on Apple and SoundCloud. My name is Bo Templin. To my left, I like to call him the magician of audition, Uncle Luke Domas, starting on the board. First things first, come join the family on Twitter, at FamilyFirstKCOU. We like to be uh, pretty active when we're on there, so definitely worth the follow. If you're listening to sports radio this week, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you heard Rodgers broke his collarbone out for the season. It sucks. You know, the Dodgers are winning. It sucks. But you know what doesn't suck? It's another day in the NBA, Bo. Oh my All praise to the Lord Most High. Oh my goodness. This is my favorite holiday of the year. Christmas is great. Thanksgiving's great. But nothing quite compares to opening day of the NBA season for fanatics like you and me. Oh, absolutely. It's it's the most wonderful time of the year as we've been waiting for this day for months, I would say. It, it's it's finally opening night. So many things to get to. It, it's good that you, you you noted on a terrible Sunday that we had. We really needed this Tuesday. This this could not come at a better time. When in July, when I contacted you about mm-hmm. doing this show, um, it was a FaceTime, and I was in the my backyard. Yeah, we had we had aspirations and plans of doing a lot of things, a lot of really cool things about football and and MMA, which I love. And baseball, which we both love, but undeniably, when we thought about this, we knew that NBA was going to dominate topic of conversation. I don't think, you know, this might sound very cocky and arrogant, but I, I honestly believe it. I don't think there's another person I could walk into or like walk into or like find on this campus that can cognitively understand basketball the way you do and like you and I you know what I mean it's just like this is exactly what we've been waiting for the moment is finally here let's just let's just dive right in Bob. so when I, we were we were planning this show I mean we knew it was going to be NBA focused we knew that we would talk you know award predictions we knew we would have a couple fun little segments here or there we had a couple topics that we did want to discuss but in reality, we know that we just got to trust the conversation. Trust it. Because we have spent hours on hours and drinks on drinks over <laughs> these types of conversations. So we just have to really let it fly and trust that what we have is going to is gonna work out in the end better for everyone. Yeah, I mean, pr- just previewing the show going forward, we've got, you know, rank the East and we're going to rank, rank the West. We're going to talk about our MVP candidates, our Defensive Player of the Year candidates, our Coach of the Year, Most Improved. But we also have got some little wrinkles and previews that we're going to throw into there, including our All-League Pass team. Cause oh, I mean, that's my favorite. I, I'm so excited for that segment because that's, that's the purest form of which I love the sport, right. was having – or illegally having NBA League Pass, right? <laughs> and then I've been a proud League Pass subscriber for a very long time, as overpriced as it's been, and how brutal it's been for a while in terms of streaming and everything. But I'm, I'm just happy to be back. I'm happy to be that looking at my U.S. Yeah. bank account that 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 money's gone because I mean it's 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 basketball season. It's, it's worth it in the in the long run. But in high school, I had it. In high school, I was a committed a committed League Pass person, but 
once I got to college and things started coming out of my own pocket, right? And I, you know, I was now in charge and responsible <laughs> for all things. Um, I decided to go a different route and uh, improvise ways in which I can watch NBA for free, and because we're not worried about anyone telling us that I can't do that, right? I can say that. Yeah, I, I, you can. Let's let's get into it, Bo. What, okay. what do you want to What do you want to start with first? You know, this weekend happened, and and Rodgers and the Yankees are in the in the Cubs series, and it's all great. We we decided that we were going to do one big question. Okay. To start off. To start off. Okay. And th- this is to uh, encapsulate what we feel for the upcoming NBA season. Right. Do you want to bring up your one big question or do you want me to start with mine? Mine's a little more generic of a question. So. Yeah. Let's start with yours because it's a little bit more generic and then we'll, we'll yeah. move forward there. My one big question, Uncle Luke. Uh-huh. I have appointed you the NBA commissioner. Wow. For tomorrow. What is... What are some things that you, you take care of that you, you cross off the checklist that, that you implement immediately? This has to change. This has to become this. This is going to stay the absolute same because they do it perfectly. What, what, what do you touch? Some of the things I, I want to note on are already in discussion that the NBA is already thinking sure. about. And that's a great thing about Adam Silver as commissioner. He's, I think he's the best commissioner in sports right now. He he's has been a, awesome. He, for, for when he stepped in for David Stern, he has been one of the best commissioners we have seen in a very long time. He's like the one guy who doesn't get booed at a draft. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. And that's saying something. If you have if you are accepted by the public, that's really hard to do as a commissioner. Right. Yeah. And 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 he is completely accepted. So what I'm gonna do first is I'm gonna change the first round of the playoffs okay. to a five game series. Heavy, but that's the, we talked about EMLB postseason. How right. well it's done, right? That's one of the things that they do well. I think you have to. If people are complaining about games or lack of like, I don't know what the word competitive games in the playoffs last year was kind of a big deal. I think if you go game five, uh, just five games, yeah, there's. There's a bigger chance that an eight seed's gonna upset a one because it can snag a yeah. game on the road, go back home two big games. You never know. I think that's a huge thing. I, I think you got to do the one through sixteen seeding. Just so oh, abandon. Just, the, I think I think it's time. Not just not in terms of, you know, keeping east and west. I, I know for traditional sake you want to keep east and west, but my issue with that is. The NBA in the offseason, as we've seen, is so crazy, and players are going to be moving left and right a ton and going to different destinations that you're never going to really have, I don't think, in my opinion, moving forward, a balance in East and West as far as talent's concerned. You know, I don't necessarily—I'm not opposing that idea. I'm not super against it. But I will say that when people look back on the NBA, a lot of times, for me—okay, so hypothetically, if we're talking LeBron James— we talk about early in his career having to fight through the Pistons. That right. was that was his that was his battle in the East was fighting through those Pistons that the nasty Pistons of the East. And then it was the Celtics. Right. And then and then he goes to the Heat and then the Pacers and 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 you could say the same thing for about for LeBron. You could say the same thing about Magic going through San Antonio and going through Seattle back in the day. Like or just in terms of you're talking about like those inner yes, uh, yes. conference and, rivalries. And okay. for my and for my dad who was a Bucks fan in the '70s, okay. it was going through the '76ers with Dr. J and just brutal games right. in Philadelphia that maybe weren't televised, but he could listen to on the radio and he would develop these own images of the 76ers, you know, in his head. Okay. And those 
those those formed enemies are a, a kind of a big part of right. I, I feel that because growing up, I didn't like the Pistons based off of everything that happened before I was born. And you don't I, like the Cavs I, exactly because of LeBron James and bounce. Like so, the, you, when it comes to playoffs, those things are gone. But yeah, to kind of counter that, you can have league wide rivalries, yeah. which can lead to lar- like more possibilities. Yeah, the and, possibilities and, and, are like, what East and West teams play each other, what, twice a year, home and away? What okay. if those games are now bigger in the sense of, say, down the road, the Bulls and pick a West team for me? The Rockets. The Rockets. The Bulls and the Rockets, who don't really have any prior rivalry history associated with them, but say they meet in the playoffs in like a, in a, a nine. And what would it be? I, I don't know. But like, say, yeah, like in the, meet in the playoffs and like that seeding, and they play each other. Now, all of a sudden, they have a comp, they have a playoff appearance against each other. They have that build, uh, that build up of animosity towards one another. And now, all of a sudden, those two big, those two games are bigger, in the sense of the regular season, just because, you know, oh, this is the two times we get to see the Rockets and Bulls play. We saw what happened in the playoffs last year, and that could be any team. I think one of the things that the NBA does best mm-hmm. of any sport is create characters and storylines and plots that go for beyond, nearly every team that go beyond just the game. Yeah. And so they do it better. Year, they definitely do it better than any, any sport. other sport undeniably. And last year it was the, the Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant. Right. That was the big story. You had villains, you have heroes. My roommate, Jack Mays okay. was not a necessarily a big NBA fan prior right. to college, but once kind of befriending me, I mean, I spent so much time with the NBA that He's he's beginning to fall in love with it the way I do. Okay. And for him, he loves the storylines. He's obsessed with them. And I think there's a new generation of NBA players that are completely or players, fans that are completely obsessed with storylines, not so much what's going on in the regular season. Yeah. And that's bringing more fans to watch the regular season now. Probably yeah, yeah, probably there's games that the NBA is able to market or promote as Oh, this is going to be the matchup you've been waiting for. You know, Lakers or Lonzo Ball, Deer on Fox. Yeah. That's that's like one of the, right. the plot lines or storylines for college, this year. Yeah, exactly. From college, and now they're both rookies. And who's going to be the batter of the two rookies out in the West? Right. And for people that don't follow maybe the intricacies of the sport, yeah. it's easy to understand simple plot lines. Right. And so you're opening up to a more generic audience. And it's it's working. It's yeah. working really, really well. And the the East and West thing, it makes it easier for storylines. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. So does. in in the East for a while, it was the the trio of the Celtics, mm-hmm. and and who could take them down? And that and then it was the 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 big three in Miami. And it was. And it's so easy to make storylines with those conferences. I just hope that if they do go to this one verse sixteen format, yeah. That you don't lose that because it's so, so powerful. So we're in a disagreement that it, we might lose that, but I'm also thinking, you know, it opens up conference. But yeah. I, and maybe that's just because I haven't seen what it looks like yet. Right. There's that possibility too. Is that I don't even know what that looks like. Right. And, you know, as a commissioner, you got to be forward thinking, though. Uh, and maybe, also, yeah. one last thing I would do, I'd get a franchise in Seattle ASAP. Whether I have to cut a franchise away or whatnot, I'm giving the people, the great okay. people of Seattle. So their we 100% team. agree. That Seattle should have the team. And I also think that 
if you win a championship in that town as an NBA franchise, if you win one championship in your history, you cannot move. Legacied. Legacy. You are in there. Yep. Once you win, you're in there. If you if you haven't won yet, you Sorry. Yeah. You, you're free to you're free to that go wherever you want. That is a great rule, dude. Yeah. That is a great rule. So that's what I do. My here's my one big question. Oh, go, can go I ahead, can go. I go ahead. before we do that, I we 100 percent agree that Seattle should be the next team. Yeah. But if you expand to Seattle, hypothetically, right. you have to expand one more. What's the one more city other than Seattle? See, that's, that's I would assume it includes Vegas as a possibility. I would assume it includes like a Montreal. I would assume Yeah, at seeing how the Raptors have like that fan base has really kind of taken over and become prideful in that team over the past five years with DeRozan and Lowry and uh, everything they've got working there. I wouldn't be opposed to getting another team up north. I don't oppose it either. No, I mm. Vegas though is able to identify with the summer league really well. Yeah, and that was huge this year with Lonzo and everything. It was so. massive. It was un- it was the biggest. Uh, summer league, league draw. without yeah. a doubt. I'm trying to think of a, just a city that would really love a basketball team. Almost I mean, all of them are covered. Statistically, I think, and, and you would completely oppose this, Chicago would be in line to be a, t- a city that gets a second team. Now, the the franchise is too storied almost yeah. to make it happen. But if you were to look at big big cities big that markets, could maybe pick yeah. up another... You know, the way the sports are going in general, just giving LA another team, right? Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> That's a good place to end that right there. Yeah, sure. Okay, so now you have your... My one big question for Uncle Luke right. was, you know, your commissioner for a day, what do you do? And we talked about the seedings of the playoffs right. was one of the big topics. So what's your one big question? Okay, so the NBA it is obviously moving in a direction of bigger players becoming... Handling the ball, becoming... Playmakers, centers, power forwards, yes. even though the lengthy small forwards like LeBron coming into this league and kind of just revamping how to start a team, how to build a team, because these guys have multiple skill sets now. Being a point guard just doesn't mean getting your teammates involved. Being a center doesn't mean having your back to the basket and, and scoring a few points in the post. You know, I remember going back when the Lakers played and they had Shaq and Kobe, it was always, let's establish Shaq in the post first, then get our outside game going. You don't see that anymore. No one's no one's really looking, unless they have the best big man in the league, they're not trying to establish the paint as much as they used to. So here's my question to you. These are Let the, it fly. I think these are the five unicorns in, in the NBA right now. They're young. Okay. They're supremely athletic. They're They're interesting. I'm glad you brought up the word unicorn because yeah. that was in my notes. Yeah, I was just writing yeah, down. These are, these are unicorn up. guys. Here are the players. Joel Embiid, Giannis, Porzingis, Carl Anthony Towns, and Anthony Davis. Those five. Either make a case for each of them why you should build around them, or just right now, tell me which one are you taking right here, right now, to start your franchise tonight. And you're gonna be you're gonna be like, this is the guy moving forward. We're gonna build everything else around him. Okay. Who's, of those five, who is it? I don't think if you've listened to the show or you know me at all, right. as a Milwaukee Bucks fan and a guy who's suffered through what has been the the last ten years of Milwaukee, but I mean last fifteen twenty years of Milwaukee Bucks basketball, yeah, it would be really hard to not put all my eggs in the basket that is Giannis because you already have in a, in a sense. and I have and and I'm watching it and if I didn't put my faith in him then it, it wouldn't be worth it right so yeah. Giannis of course is my pick. But if I wasn't to pick Giannis of of the guys you mentioned. Yeah. I'm not picking Embiid. Okay. I'm not picking not I mean su- not a surprise shocking. There. Yeah. We were just talking about this before the show, but as a as a broadcaster, 
One of the important things you have to do is stick to your convictions, what you believe inside or what your original thought is. And when someone says Joel Embiid, I, I like shrivel up. Like I get scared because I just don't watch him play basketball. He's not on the floor. He's Whereas always on Twitter. I blossom into a full, beautiful rose flower Jesus that says, trust the process oh my over God. <laughs> The process has got him 30 games. Like I'm just so. And 150 mil. Not yet. Not yet. As you were explaining to yeah. me last uh, week, that okay. there's a lot to go for him to earn that 150 million. You're right. Before, you know, he's got to play games. He's got to put up numbers before oh, he gets he that. The numbers are there. When he plays, he's good. He's a very great basketball player. I've also seen, I saw Greg Oden as a McDonald's All American in 2006 in right. San Diego. Right. Now, here's, I love Giannis too. I, I, I almost really want to travel up to Milwaukee over winter break or to something catch to catch a game just because he's now one of those guys in the league where you, you go to watch him play and I think Milwaukee is a perfect town for him because he came overseas doesn't really know the, the United States markets yet he just loves being the talk of the town almost in a way you know the, the articles that have been written about him where he's, he's happy to pump gas for yeah. the first time you know that's and how worship yeah unlike where if he was elsewhere he probably wouldn't get that same he'd love. be worshiped but he would certainly get criticism too if you okay, put him in New yes. York. Okay, sure. Because Kristaps is yeah. loved, but he still gets a ton of criticism because yep. he's and in New York. Yeah, that's New York for you. Right. My problem with Giannis is we haven't seen the jump shot yet. Now, people are comparing him to Kevin Durant. If you're going to go just prototype, body type, length, everything, yeah, he looks a lot like Kevin Durant. And he's a point guard at heart, Giannis is, especially in transition. I don't think he's the guy, you know, you, you walk up the court and set up your offense and he's the one making decisions. I don't think he, that's his best way to use his talent. But for me... He's nowhere near the, the the shooter Durant is. Oh, but I just want, I, but not. I want to see him become a above average shooter this year. And I think okay. that's exactly what he's been working on. I, at least I hope so. I want to see him expand because now teams are just going to pack the paint on him, and he's so long and athletic and unique that he can still make plays. And he's nearly. I think he's almost as unstoppable as LeBron is in transition. Or he's gonna okay. he's gonna get to that point. I want to see him develop a three-point shot and just a jump shot that is consistent and reliable. Because, now, the guy I'm going to go here, in my opinion, is Anthony Davis. Okay. Um, uh, my guy, if I'm picking, not Giannis of that crew. Okay. Because Giannis, I have this undying loyalty to. Right. I'm going with Carl Anthony Towns. Okay. And and I'll explain Davis first here, I guess. Go ahead. He hasn't really won anything yet. Uh, he, his one big playoff moment was battling the Warriors in a sweep. A couple of years ago, sure. He now has Boogie, and we we get we finally get. I'm really excited to see those two kind of play out in for New a Orleans. full season with yeah. a, with a preseason and a training and, camp yeah. and practices to and, understand in an off each season. Other. Really, just you know, trying to get to know each other and everything. My one thing with Anthony Davis is that I know he has a jump shot. He literally has averaged 25 points and 11 rebounds since his second year. Like he he understands what it takes to be the guy in the league. I don't think anything really phases him. He's a leader and he's a defensive anchor. Okay, and what that, so the defensive like, side. I, he's going to win. It. He's going to win a defensive player of the year at some time in his career, wherever it may be. But I, he he came into the league as a premier low post defender. Okay, and now he's developed a jump shot. Like I, I saw him play two years ago, and he put up like thirty and like fifteen on the Bulls, and the Bulls still won that game. But I just remember saying to my dad, "I'm like, oh my god, that thirty and fifteen seemed not difficult whatsoever." Because he's sitting out on, above the arc and just on pick and rolls and pick and pops. He lives there. I, that is money for him. It's easy for him. I, 
and defensively, it's it's it, it all comes naturally for him. So that's why I'm taking Anthony okay. Davis. I disagree with you on Anthony Davis, but I really like your reasoning. The defensive-minded aspect of Anthony Davis is really strong. I don't think he has, and this is just when I watch him play, this is what, I don't see a killer instinct to dominate games. And he, he might put up the numbers. And he's been he's also been injured. Most, a lot of these guys have had somewhat have of, had, injuries at some point. Like I, to, to knock an NBA player in general because of injuries, almost every guy, like some Eventually way, we'll come across. I mean, exactly. that's the reason LeBron Unless, yeah, is LeBron James. Exactly. Is because he's gone 15 years. With the most no, games he's ever lit, he's ever missed was the two years ago where he was like, I'm going to take a two-week break. You guys figure it out here in Cleveland. I'll come back. Like yeah. That was the most amount of time he missed. Was that NBA like career. a lower back? Was that what that was? That's what he said it was. I don't think it was think, just it, it, was just, it was just saying him like that was when D Wade and him were hanging out, working out together in between you know practices. And so stuff. you're talking about big man, yeah, and you're talking about unicorns, right? And someone that is a big man who's been pretty successful, but's not a unicorn is Lamarcus Aldridge, yeah, who just signed a three year extension with San that. Antonio, and it makes. No sense at all. But at the same time, if you're San Antonio, it makes all the sense in the world. Consistency, trusting your system, trusting Popovich. San Antonio, a lot of people are thinking San Antonio is going to see a significant regression in terms of wins this year. Uh, obviously, Kawhi's not going to play the opening night. I don't think that matters. I think he's okay. I'm very interested to see how with Mano Ginobili and, and, and Tony Parker are not the players they once were. They're... They, I think Parker might be coming off the bench this year. I think DeJounte Murray is an absolute animal, especially defensively, 6'6", 195, and he's got arms kind of like Rajon Rondo, and he can dominate a game like Rondo. I think he's going to be a lot better than people expect. It, it just something seems off in San Antonio. It just didn't seem that LaMarcus Aldridge worked there. So even if you trust Popovich, which I do wholeheartedly. Yeah, there's no reason I, not to doubt him. Of course, no, no one would ever disagree with that. No one would disagree with Kawhi being the cornerstone of your franchise. Right. But if you've watched San Antonio Spurs basketball the last two years with LaMarcus Aldridge, it didn't really work. I yeah, mean, LaMarcus he, Aldridge was a star in Portland. Just because he was in Portland and didn't get huge media attention, I'm not going to disqualify him as a star. He was phenomenal in Portland. And I thought it was going to translate well. That was something I was wrong about. I thought that was going to work really, really well. And it didn't work that way. And there were there was beef, it seemed like, or or there was uh, miscommunication, or or just it, they were bumping, clashing heads, and it just did not seem to flow the way I thought it was going to flow. So it seems interesting to me to sign him to that contract. When you do have these other guys that are going to be available in a year or two. They did miss out on the Kyrie Irving sweepstakes, the Chris Paul sweepstakes. They kind of just said no thanks to Chris Paul. You know, I, like I said, we're not going to doubt San Antonio anyway because it, no no franchise in the NBA has been more successful the past 25 years. I didn't think about it, but could you imagine if Chris Paul had joined the Spurs? The Spurs the never defense, even like, like, never like nah, The defense them. of Chris Paul, Kawhi. Danny Green, yeah. and Kawhi as your front or your backward center. So here's the thing about Aldridge, why I think it makes sense, but also doesn't make sense in a way. In Portland, as you were talking about, he was the guy there. He was he was the offense kind of revolved around him. He came to San Antonio, kind of wanted to be part of big, something bigger than himself, but still kind of wanted to get his twenty and ten that Lamarcus Aldridge has averaged for what twelve years now. 
you know, he's been he's been so consistent and so productive as the centerpiece of an offense. And then obviously Portland built around him and they never really got past, you know, that breaking point that Portland was trying to now they're, you know, we kind of rebuild it with Dame and CJ McCollum. But I think he's really struggled trying to find his rhythm in that offense, not as the guy. Because Kawhi is going to take – we saw it during what was the first opening series, the Grizzlies. They played the Grizzlies yes. in the first round. Yeah, and like seeing Kawhi play that brand of basketball where we had never seen Kawhi just say, give me the ball, I'm going I'm to bring it up, we're going to run, pick and roll, and I'm just going to take over. Like Watching that Grizzlies series, it was like, wow, Kawhi has this, this, this thing in him to really – he has the killer instinct. That we didn't really see before because he had so much around him and Tim Duncan and Parker and Ginobili that, you know, maybe the Marcus Aldridge isn't really adapting to the pass first offense that the Spurs are so I think they pass the ball more than anybody else in the in the league. And when Aldridge gets the ball and he's fifteen feet out, his first instinct is, let me shoot the ball. And that can that can screw with an offense. So it is a very interesting it is an interesting signing. Signing. It's a very interesting signing. Yes. But at the same time, what else are you going to do if you're San Antonio? You know what? I, I feel really bad, Uncle Luke. You you, you mentioned late in, in, in your little spiel there about Kawhi's killer instinct. Right. And directly my mind went to the new Kawhi Jordan commercial <sighs> where, you know, what's better, Kawhi's defense or <laughs> offense? Yeah. And if, gar- if Kawhi was to guard Kawhi, who would win? Right. And that commercial – was in line with a phenomenal, you know, legacy of great basketball yeah. commercials. With Russ now resigning with Jordan and Jimmy Butler getting a new face in Minnesota, and also being with Jordan. Jordan Brand's got some really cool athletes to do some. And Blake real, Griffin, and Blake who Griffin. now is the superstar in LA. Right. I I, I think it was a superstar before him, but he, he he's was, now the guy. Yes. So I, I think it'll be really interesting to see. They have a really cool set of like. Obviously, Nike has the heavy hitters, but Jordan Brand has like a really cool. Subset of guys for their their sneakers that I who's don't, uh, Levine with? I think he's a free agent at the moment. He's gonna be. I think he's with Nike, but he's gonna be a free okay. a, no, sneaker free agent. He's trying to resign with Nike because I remember seeing a a tweet a while back that they thought whoever has him thought at the time that once he moved to Chicago that he could become very very marketable. Yeah. Um, the other big free agent for next year in terms of. Shoe contracts is Giannis. Yeah, which is going to be an all-out bidding war. Oh, my. Cool. I mean, he's going to get a ton of money. Yeah. A ton of money. We're going to do top five commercials next week. Are we? Our basketball it, yeah. commercials. We've, we've been briefly discussing it here yeah. and there. Oh, yeah. But I think it's it's about time that yeah. we do that. Um, so let's head to break. Let's wrap up the first half here. We're going to head to break. When we come back, we're going to do our all-league pass team. This is Family First. Uh, what up, y'all? Yeah, soundtrack, what's poppin', baby? Uh. Y'all ain't know. I go by the name of Lupe Fiasco. Representing that first and 15. Yeah. Uh. And this one right here. I dedicate this one right here to all my homies out there grinding. You know what I'm saying? Legally and illegally. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? So, check it out. Uh, first got it when he was six. Didn't know any tricks. Matter of fact, first time he got on it, he slipped. Landed on his hip and busted his lip. For a week, he had to talk with a list like this. 
Now uh. we can end the story right here. But Shorty didn't quit. It was something in the air. Uh. Yeah. He said it was something so appealing. He couldn't fight the feeling. Something about it. He knew he couldn't doubt it. Couldn't understand it. Branded. Since the first kick flip, he landed. Uh. Labeled a misfit. A bandit. Cocoon, cocoon, cocoon. His neighbors couldn't stand it. So he was banished to the park. Started in the morning. One stopped after dark. Yeah. When they said it's getting late in here. So I'm sorry, young man. There's no skating here. And so we kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast. And away he rolled. Just a rebel to the world with no place to go. And so we kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast. So come escape with me. Just a rebel looking for a place to be. So let's kick and push. Got a little older, became a better roller. Yeah, no helmet, hell bent on killing himself, is what his mama said. But he was feeling himself, got a little more swagger in his style. Met his girlfriend, she was clapping in the crowd. Love is what, what was happening to him now. Uh, he said, I would marry you, but I'm engaged to these aerials and barriers. And I don't think this board is strong enough to carry two. She said, Bow, I weigh 120 pounds. Now, let me make one thing clear I don't need to ride yours, I got mine right here. So she took him to a spot he didn't know about Some modern apartment parking lot She said, I don't normally take dates in here Security came and said, I'm sorry, there's no skating here And so they kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast And the way they roll, just lovers intertwined with no place to go And so they kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast so come escape with me, just a rebel, looking for a place to be. So let's kick uh, uh, and push yeah, yeah, and coast. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Before he knew he had a crew, there wasn't no punk. And they spit fire shirts and SB dunks. They would push till they couldn't skate no more. Office building lobbies wasn't safe no more. And it wasn't like they wasn't getting chased no more. Just the freedom was better than breathing, they said. An escape route they used to escape out. When things got crazy, they needed to break out. They had to any place with stairs. Any good grinds, the world was theirs. Uh, and they four wheels would take them there. Until the cops came and said, there's no skating here. And so we kick, push, kick. Push, kick, push, kick, push, coast. And the way they roll, just rebels without a cause with no place to go. And so they kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, kick, push, coast. So come roll with me, just a rebel, looking for a place to be. So let's kick, uh, uh, and push, yeah, yeah, and coast. We are live on the KCOU Sports Stream. We will also have a podcast up on Apple and SoundCloud. It is opening day in the NBA. It is the best holiday of the year. We just got done talking about just some uh, kind of overall generic, you know, the one big question that that we kind of opened up with, you know. Yeah. 
crazy things happened this weekend, not basketball related, but I don't really care because the NBA is here. It, and it's back. Wanted to say, reason why I picked the exquisite, fantastic song of Kick Push by Lupe Fiasco. First heard that song, Bo, in 2006. Uh, Food and Liquor was the album. On NBA Live 07, T-Mac was on the cover. One of the best soundtracks ever. I remember listening to this song for the first time as I was trying to you know, process the Bulls when they had Kirk Heinrich, Ben Gordon, Luol Deng, and Brad Miller as their... Not Brad Miller, was it not? Yeah, actually, Brad Miller was on there. John Salmons. Anyways, uh, I've heard that song for the first time. I'm like, who is this guy? Found out he's from Chicago. I was like, oh, uh, I love Lupe. And, and now he's one of my favorite rappers of all time. But that's just a, one of the best songs ever. I mean, the connection between hip-hop and basketball yeah, is absolutely. so strong, and especially in video game culture, too. I mean, right. whether it's NBA Live, NBA Jam, uh, NBA Street, 2K, which has had LeBron produce the soundtrack. They've had Jay-Z yeah. do work on Spike it. Spike Lee's on some work on the, on the My Player as well. The Let's, cultural connection is crazy. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Yeah. So, so I, I wanted to explain the League Pass team that we kind of created here. So League Pass is kind of like the NFL ticket of the NBA. You, you watch as many games as possible. You pay a monthly fee or a yearly fee. Uh, League Pass is fun because you don't have to watch. Like I don't like when I watch Sunday Ticket, I feel like I need to watch a lot of games or just try to get to a lot of games. League Pass is great because on Twitter, someone will just go hashtag League Pass alert. And, and, it, and it's like. Uh, so and so, so Giannis, for example, is going off. Was he might have a triple double. Premier yeah. league pass guy. Last exactly. Year. Or a couple of years ago, Anthony Davis had that fifty-five and like twenty game, and and uh, or fifty-nine and twenty game in, in Detroit. Hey, hashtag league pass alert. So these are the guys that aren't really there yet in terms of all star, but they're gonna be there. Okay. And so I, so is the qualification? I, that's not that's what, a qualification. That was like that's how I kind of shape it. But you can also use veterans that have been doing it for a long time. They're just fun to watch. These are guys who are fun to watch, who have interesting storylines around them, and it's a good way to kind of preview the guys that you don't really talk about, hear about. You know, it's not Kevin Durant, LeBron James, James Harden, Steph Russell Curry. Westbrook, Steph Curry. It's the guys that kind of make the NBA what the NBA is. So we're gonna start at point guard. I'll let you go first, Bo. Okay. Starting at point guard, for my all-NBA league pass team is going to be D'Angelo Russell. It's a good pick. I thought about it for a little bit, too. In, in Brooklyn this year, he's he's going to have a great opportunity. He's going to love the big city, I think. I think he's going to love being in New York. I think he's going to love being the guy. I think it's a, it's a great new place for him after what happened in L.A. and the snitching and, and everything. And it's a very, very good fresh start for him. I think that he could be an absolute bucket getter and when you're lefty baby yeah oh i'm i'm gonna be showing you lots of love baby plus another interesting thing about uh the nets in general is they have no incentive to tank because boston has now boston via cleveland or cleveland via boston has the nets pick yes and so there is no incentive for the nets to tank and they have a a guy a second overall pick a couple years ago who kind of lost his way in, in for the Lakers now that they have Lonzo Ball. I think it's be cool for him because he's going to put up as many shots as he wants. And last year, an interesting fact, the Nets had the highest pace rating. So, you know, how fast are you playing? How are you playing? Yeah, the fastest pace rating. How are you playing the game in the NBA? Which not a lot of people know is that the Nets are really trying to, to re-up their offense, trying to put a product on there that Brooklyn fans can really enjoy. I like that pick at one. That's a great place at, for at him the to PG. succeed. Yeah, absolutely. My point guard, a little more unorthodox of a pick here. 
in terms that he's going to play point guard, even though his natural position may not be point guard, but he okay. will become a point guard in this league. Surprise me. Surprise Plus he's a lefty. Ben Simmons oh, of the 76ers. Okay. And, okay. and this is why. I like the mismatch that he's going to create for every team that he plays. How are you going to guard a 6'10 just beast that also has incredible passing vision of a point guard? He's going to set up Fultz a lot. Fultz doesn't have to bring the ball up a ton. He's going to set up Embiid. Hopefully he plays, you know, 16 minutes. I'm smiling game. right yeah. now. Right. But I, if, if Embiid's the process, Ben Simmons is the profit. Because oh. there, there are so many things oh. that this guy can do besides shoot, basically. He's got to develop the jumper, but everything else for a incredible, unstoppable point guard is there. My favorite part about Ben Simmons' game, and for whatever reason, I have this vendetta against the 76ers right now. I don't right. like Fultz. <laughs> I don't like Embiid. And so naturally, I just don't want to like Simmons. Yeah, I will give him this. From what we've seen, the very little bit, yeah. the vision is unbelievable. Second to none. Second it's to none. really, really impressive. Plus, and LeBron's it, his mentor, too. I like that. What's flowing with that? Too. Well, the reason why that works is because it's that 6'9", six, 6'10 six, guy passing over. Yeah. It's different when you're a 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", point guard. You have to find these holes, these bounce passes. When you're 6'9", 6'10", 6'8", you know, big... Big dudes, <laughs> you gotta you gotta be able to pass over guys. I was almost, I got I gotta work on this habit of almost saying things that I shouldn't be saying live on air. But at least you're not saying them. I'm not saying them, so I guess it's 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 all okay. But shooting guard, shooting guard. I have a very good hunch that we're gonna agree on this one. Okay, it's Devin Booker. Okay, I thought about so those two guys. I I, I kind of penciled them in, and I was like, nah, I don't want to go with them. But yes, that, uh, I'm honestly really surprised you didn't have him. I mean, he had a seven. I, I mean, game no, I get that. I, I like Devin Booker's game. I just game. wanted to go with a different uh, guy. That's but, fine. That's yeah, fine. No. Hey, this is a this is a completely subjective personal yeah, list. Absolutely. This is guys that you're intrigued by. No, and and Devin Booker is gonna be one of those guys. I'm gonna tune in to. On I don't want to. On watch. a Tuesday night in yeah. February, you when think, you got nothing else, you think going I'm gonna. On. You think I'm gonna watch? You know the the Suns in general. No, I'm gonna watch him because Devin Booker might be the next Clay Thompson in terms. Of he could just put up seventy or sixty points with like fifteen touches or something. The like microwave, he's, yeah, baby. He is. He's the next microwave after Clay, and he's gonna be one of the best shooters in the league. My number two uh, at shooting guard is Bradley Beal, and I'm gonna tell you why. Bradley Beal hasn't gotten to that All Star. I think he becomes an All Star this year. He averaged 23 points a game last year, 44% from the, the three-point arc. But I'm basing this also off of that I think the Washington Wizards are going to be really, really good and surprise a lot of people this year. The reason why I say that is Boston has a little, a few things to figure out. You know, They lost their heart and soul in Isaiah Thomas. Obviously, Kyrie is a better player and is going to be the guy there, but their heart and soul is kind of lost. Not only offensively in Isaiah Thomas, but yeah. defensively in Jay Crowder. Right, exactly. They lost... Their heart and soul on both sides of the court. Right. And Cleveland, obviously, I think Wade and LeBron are going to rest a few games. And obviously, the the resting rules have changed a little bit in the NBA uh, to, to get those guys to play a little bit more. But I think the Wizards are going to surprise a lot of people. I have the Wizards as the one seed this year in the East. Yeah. Okay, I, big I, fella. I, I wanted to All say. All right. I, so here, here's my reasoning for that. I think John Wall's a sneaky dark horse MVP this year. I don't think he will be if, you had, if I'm a betting man, which I am. I don't think he will. 
I would put a little bit of money on John Wall. But okay. I just really like the Wizards because they're young, they're hungry. They got a coach who's been there with a young and hungry team before. They they maxed out Otto Porter, which might have been a, a little bit of an overpay. Ambitious, but he is he is a very good player and he's perfect. He, he's a perfect three guy. You know, Wall's going to get his. Bradley Beal's certainly going to get his, and Otto Porter is going to play off those two really well. And they were really close to making the Eastern Conference Finals last year. They went to a Game Seven with Boston. I really like the Wizards a lot this year, and that's why I'm going with Bradley Beal because I think he's going to be a big reason why. Just FYI, if if you are if it's Commissioner Uncle Luke Domask and yeah. you go to one through sixteen, you don't get the Wizards Celtics matchup that you had last year. No, which was. Awesome. awesome! That was I, the I best. That was the best series of the playoffs. That's cool, I though. I, like, I want to see. Uh, I want to see a little different. I want to see a little so, inno- innovation out of the NBA. So your number two was Bradley Beal, shooting guard, small okay. forward. Go ahead, small forward. Okay, you're, you're not gonna like this um, answer. Yeah, but I'm gonna say it anyways because I can kind of do whatever I want. Yeah, it's, you can do it's pretty cool. You want. Yeah, um, it's the Lakers. It's the combination of Lonzo, Ingram, and Kuzma. Together, because they're not like Kuzma. It's, yeah, yeah. Of course, Kuzma is a big part of it, and I think that one Ingram's a potential most improved player That's candidate. That's a good pick for that, um, yeah. especially with Lonzo Ball, who right. just loves to make guys around him better. I've seen it my entire life. He's gonna be like Jake Kidd in the sense of he's gonna get a lot of guys paid in this career. And I think that Kuzma and Ingram are might be those like guys right guys. there. So that's my. I, I I know it's kind of a no, cop cool. out a little yeah, bit, yeah, but that's cool. my that's my answer. Um. Cool story about Kuzma. The Bulls worked him out like they're looking at him for his their second round pick and also their 16 pick before they made the Jimmy Butler trade. And he was on a flight, I think it was in O'Hare, going to Orlando to work out, and he sat right next to my dad. My dad got to talk to no Kyle way. Kuzma. So now I like my dad and I are like when I like when I see Kuzma go off, I'm like texting, I'm like, Dad, Kuzma's dope. Like he's sick. And my dad's like, Oh, that's awesome. I was sitting I was just, he was just sitting next to him chatting it up. And my dad's obviously a competent NBA fan. He's the reason why I love the Bulls so much because he loves the, he loves basketball. And he's just talking to Kyle Kuzma, asking him about the draft and everything. If you if you're a consistent like reader of articles and yeah. you know the the different media outlets for the NBA, and if you're really in in in, in depth with it, yeah. You've heard Kyle Kuzma's name mentioned plenty yeah. this summer. If you're not, you know, it, it could be easy to kind of miss, you know, oh, he's that young kid with the right. Lakers. And my dad's a big basketball fan, but, you know, maybe he's not on Twitter all the time, you know, checking this or that. Yeah. But huge NBA fan. And he goes, Bo, watch, you know, text me, Bo, watching Lakers preseason. This Kuzma kid's wild. Yeah. And, and when that happens, he's just kind of got it, whatever yeah. it is. I don't know, but this kid is a gamer. He can make plays. And and, and a gamer and is a perfect gr- for Lonzo. A gamer is a great, great way to describe it. Okay, so, so now it's your three. Yeah, at small forward, I, I'm a sucker for smooth shooting small forwards that can really can and this is a rookie and I really like the place he's in. He's the perfect place, right time. Everything kind of worked out in his way. Jason Tatum on the Celtics. I think he can be you know, he's gonna. I think he's gonna replace the the smooth shooting, you know, mid range game three that was Paul Pierce a little bit, that little void in Boston. And I think that's perfectly set up for him. And he, you know, he's got that kind of game where it, his ath his, his athleticism doesn't jump like doesn't jump out of the gym. But he's gonna make basketball plays, and we've already seen it in summer league in the preseason where he's just gonna be like, where where did he learn that? And it, like that he 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 learned how to make that turnaround J early in his life, and and it's already working out for him in an NBA move. So you know, I spent probably I mean probably two hours putting together. Like, right. I mean, I've I've got like six drafts. I've got scratches of paper and yeah. stuff etched out. 
for whatever reason, Tatum just didn't come to my mind. And now that you say it, that's going to that will be a very, very good league pass. I think, yeah, tune just, just really, guy. obviously the hype around Ball and Fultz and Darren Fox, but just to see Jason Tatum, who kind of gets lost in the ruffles a little bit because he's, he's, he's an even-neal guy. So. I hope that playing with Kyrie doesn't take away too much of his opportunity. I think Kyrie's going to be forced to, to distribute a little bit more than he did in, in, in Cleveland. Cleveland. Who do you got at the power forward? At power forward, and I I think— Tell me you got a power forward and center. We'll okay, just them. sure. The, my two big men, yeah, your two big men are the Joker. I have him as well. Who I and I figured, yeah. The other one being Kristaps Porzingis. Okay, yeah, Porzingis. I have not an All Star yet. Yeah, you know, both neither of them All Stars yet. I have Jokic and Rudy Gobert. And yeah, Gobert is a absolute. Was he an All Star last year? Did not make it. He was not an All Star. Um, that's a great one. And you're talking about those bigs, man. Those are I, Jokic was awesome, but Jokic's last year he averaged 16 points, 10 rebounds, and five assists at the center spot. Like Denver's doing some completely new and cool. They have Paul Millsap and Jokic at the four and five, who are two of the best biggest passing passing big men in the league. And then they have two shooting guards in Murray and Gary Harris at they're one and two, presumably. And Will so Barton yeah, is like a low-key, like six-man-of-the-year yeah. type dude. Oh, yeah. And and so I have, like, I'm thinking, like, wow, they're really trying to reinvent the wheel a little bit. Go positionless basketball and just let your center. And, like, that is so cool that I'm going to tune into Denver a ton. So you have to remember, when teams go play Denver, yeah. it's in some serious altitude. altitude. Yeah, absolutely. And so playing a different style of basketball that's not a bad idea. I'm actually pretty supportive of that because you could really take that, and that's a big time, big time home court advantage playing yeah. in that altitude. And ever since Melo left, Denver's had like one of the worst attendance like records in the league. And so to have like this these, something so different. And Mike and wild. Malone, Mike Malone is a really good coach. Boogie before uh, before he left the Kings, and obviously when Malone got fired from the Kings, really liked Mike Malone. He's really inventive and I remember creative them, with his offensive sets. I remember sets. them yeah. kind of clicking a little. Yeah, bit. and so. I think he's just going to, like, he is the engine of everything that's going to go around. Like, Denver's got really interesting young pieces that are kind of, like, developing. And here's Jokic, who's already a superstar. It's just, it's awesome. And then, and then to go to Gobert, uh, I'll just tell you right now, he's my, de- he's my defensive player of the year. Uh, he's going to, he's a guaranteed double-double in three blocks a game. Uh, he's he's going to be, after Hayward's left, I think he's going to be the face of that franchise. And I think he's going to flourish. I think that Gobert as a defensive player of the year is a great pick. Yeah. Um, I didn't go with him, but okay. I 100% he was in my flip of the coin type deal. Joker. Jokic is so interesting because he does some things that I absolutely love, and they're rare. And it's when the big fella sees everyone on the floor and can make – that high post or that low post behind the back pass to a guy that's cutting. I've seen it from Marcus Saul a lot. Yeah, absolutely. I've seen it from who's another guy I've kind of seen it from. It's really rare. It's really oh, Boris Diaw was a guy yeah, that could kind of make that pass, especially in Phoenix. That big fella passing yeah, style exactly. of play. Yeah, I love it for whatever reason. My my eyes are addicted. It's to different. It. To defend to uh, to defenders too because you're so used to the, the little guy or the playmaker of the team to you know dishing it out. You don't expect it to be the center. I think, and it's, as for centers, that's going to be a complete mismatch nightmare. 
the bench reaction when Jokic yeah. makes like just a filthy like no look pass on the break, you know, maybe he got a, a long rebound at the at the free throw line. He takes three dribbles, he's at the three point line on the other end, and then gives a little no look like Magic Johnson style, yeah. like he's nice dump off pass. He's real nice. Tune into the Denver Nuggets. Yeah, this year. and the bench starts to like get like ooh. Yeah, that stuff is what I love. That stuff in my NBA All League Pass teams. All right, we're gonna go rapid fire awards here, so we can get some yes. questions on the end. So we have 15 minutes left. We're yeah. not gonna go to a break. We were supposed yeah. to, but we completely abandoned. Screw that. the break. We're doing it live. Um, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Hey, improvise. I'm right? gonna. We're gonna just gonna go rapid fire, so we can get to your guys' questions here in a sec. MVP. Giannis, baby. I have okay. to. I have. You know, I have. Yeah. No. To. No. I. LeBron's the best player. The, the storyline's also there. And it is. And, it, and it's what Russell Westbrook did. Are they going to be the one seed? No. Yeah. Do, does he have the supporting cast to really take him deep? Probably not. They're a good team. But he also can surprise a lot of people. And he's and I, I, I think he will. Like that. Like that. I've got LeBron because the, the candidates from last year, uh, Russ, has a completely brand new supporting cast, not going to get the touches and everything. Obviously, he doesn't yeah, need to. Yeah, no way Russ is. Harden as well, I think. That Houston offense might be in line for like the the best offense of all time in terms of offense net rating, just in terms of sheer volume and efficiency and putting up threes and just putting loads and buckets of points on the board. But I don't think he's going to get the same numbers as he did for it, like MVP type numbers as last it's year. It's so situational, man. You have to be in such a good spot. And I think LeBron James is in the perfect spot, presumably his last year in Cleveland. I think he's going to give. Cleveland all he's got in this final run. We don't know what's going to happen, but you know, we you can forecast the future every now and then. And he's going to have to kind of be that guy for scoring. Kyrie Irving isn't there to just put buckets up. Obviously, he's got a better supporting cast than he did a year ago, but LeBron James is now the complete lifeblood of that team again in terms of scoring and creating off. And obviously, he's got Wade and Rose and Isaiah Thomas when he comes back. But I, I, I'm almost feeling like a 1998 Michael Jordan uh, oh, lifetime achievement, oh. lifetime achievement MVP award. Let's here. let's remember part four. LeBron goes bald during the summer. Yeah, you might be on to something, Uncle Absolutely. Luke. Who's your rookie of the year? I'm gonna go with Lonzo Ball okay. because I followed him so long, and I'm gonna remain loyal. Okay. Uh, I think he's also in a very good place to be. He's kind of got a little uh, Michael Carter Williams vibe to it where he could come out and just have kind of just do everything yeah a do bit. a little bit of everything just drop a triple double on opening night type of deal well i, I don't know about that but yeah you, you got the right idea <laughs> well, I mean, that's like, MCW the other it. the other obvious one i think is dennis smith jr yeah who okay so he's gonna yeah. step into a role where you know dirt's on his way out they really don't have much else there in dallas great pick there chicago yeah, I I mean I didn't want to like just you know uh, no, yeah. dangle that in front it's of your cool. face. No, but he's gonna be no, he's one. gonna be a really interesting guy his rookie year. I've already explained why I think this guy is gonna flourish, especially in his team and his system. I think Simmons is the presumable uh, rookie of the year. I think what was funny was when I pre preseason when I was just kind of training camp looking at like the odds, and I was like Simmons is at, like six hundred. Like that's yeah. really high. And like the everyone, the odds makers and everyone kind of got to see like his game and how he's going to work in the NBA. And they're like, oh my God, he's perfect for this team. He's going to be exceptional, especially if he develops a jump shot. I think it's almost a no brainer. Most improved, I've got your boy that you had on your point guard for your league pass team. I've got D'Angelo Russell for all the reasons that we stated before. What's uh, your most improved? Most improved players can be uh, Nurkic up in Portland. Ooh. And he kind of follows that similar. Another Chicago Bull. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I apologize for doing this. But seriously, I love watching this guy play. Yeah. Absolutely love watching this guy play. And and with Lillard and, and McCall, I that's just I, I really like Portland. Yeah. Really, really like Portland. For your de- the defensive player of the year, we actually got a question from Sam Dreyer at Mr. Dreyer on Twitter who asked us Defensive player of the year, Kawhi, Draymond, or the field. I've already stated it. I think Gobert is just in a perfect position to be an absolute anchor and force in, in the Jazz. And the Jazz are already a really good defensive team. They kind of funnel the paint into Gobert so he can just swat as many shots as he wants. So I'm going to take the field there. What do you think? I would also take, I mean, anytime you get presented the field, you take the field. But Unless I think, it's Tiger in his prime. Sure. <laughs> Maybe that's the one the one exception in the one instance in, okay, yeah. in sports where we've you know, you don't maybe take Come the across field. that, yeah. You always take the field because there's weird guys, whether it's Jay Crowder. I mean, those are the two Ruby those are the two best perimeter defensive players. hundred percent they are. And I and I think if I have to pick one player, I pick Kawhi. If I have to pick one player, I'm picking Kawhi Leonard as my defensive player of the year. Okay. But there's guys that could also do really, really well in some interesting spots. Jay Crowder could become just a lockdown monster in Cleveland. Yeah. I think hey, he can flourish in that role. Go- yeah. Gobert is another one that obviously, I mean, if you've watched Gobert play, Do you, you have a know, dark horse? Dark horse defensive player of the year? Yeah, just someone who's going to really come out. And... Um, I mean, it's not dark horse, but Jimmy Butler. Ooh, he really deserves a defensive player of the year. I mean, award. I like people never like bring him up anymore yeah. for whatever reason, but. He's a monster defensively, and he's going to be on a team now where he actually doesn't have to do everything. Oh, that's a money transition. RP. Okay, let it fly. Our boy on Twitter, uh, RP Anthony uh, underscore three, Ryan Anthony, asked us, I think this is a really, really good question, too. Which fan base should you expect more success from? Like, which fan base should expect more success this year? Minnesota or Milwaukee? Two franchises that have kind of been muddling in the road for a while trying to find a corner piece, and now they both kind of have them, and they're both in kind of in the same spot in their conference. This they, is going to be the warmest winter for Wisconsin and Minnesota in a long, long time. I really hope Minnesota, the state of Minnesota, I know you love your Vikings. You die for your Vikings, and you certainly the die for your hockey, yeah, too. Of course. And and you haven't had, and you've had the longest playoff streak or drought, drought in, a, in, in the NBA right now. But please enjoy your basketball. Team. I, it's almost go like to the Target Center, know. please. And it's like enjoy. people don't even aren't even aware of what they could do. This Car year. Anthony Towns is so special. Andrew Wiggins has the chance to be extremely special, and especially now that he's got Jimmy Butler by his side, teaching him the ranks and how to improve every day. Because obviously, if there's a guy you're going to learn from improving every day, it's probably Jimmy Butler in the NBA right now. Probably a pr- a pretty good mentor for a guy like Andrew Wiggins. So I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Minnesota here. I know who you're gonna go with. Okay. Um. No. Okay. The only reason that I would go with the Bucks. Uh-huh. Is because they're in a better position to compete in their conference. Oh, absolutely. That's like a really good point. Really unfo- good point. Unfortunately for Minnesota, they can't keep up with the top three, four big dogs of the West. No, there's no way. Milwaukee, on the other hand, you know Boston's really good. Wizards are really good. Boston Cleveland's has some things great. to figure out still. But Milwaukee matches up really well. With good teams, and they also create a lot of mismatches for teams. Thon Maker is going to be Thon Maker. Who's going to guard Thon Maker if you're the Cavs? Kevin Love. I mean, it's probably Tristan maybe, Thompson. Yeah, is he really going to go out on the perimeter and guard Thon? Okay, what about how's here's a bigger mismatch when Jabari Parker comes back? Oh my goodness! Yeah, unleash January. the unleash, fear the deer, please. Right, seriously, okay, here's a bigger mismatch for you in the Cleveland Bucks matchup. Yeah, 
Who guards Malcolm Brogdon? He's six six. Yeah. He's I, a thick he's not he's not a rookie. He's he's this is gonna be his second year. He's built he was in college in a, four years. Yeah, in a playoff he's a big dog. In dude. a playoff setting, you're probably gonna have to put Shumpert on him because he's a pretty decent defensive player, but like Shumpert's not gonna get a ton of minutes behind Wade and Smith, right? It, it, they they create these weird problems for teams. You know, Minnesota's probably like the better team. Mm-hmm. But in terms of in a position to succeed and and uh, an opportunity to flourish, it's gonna be I think the Milwaukee Bucks just have a, a bigger better platform. Okay, uh, six man, what do you got? Um, on he was my six man also on my all league pass. Yeah, uh, Milos Teodosic. Yo, all right, hey! love it. <laughs> we're staying. It's obvious we're staying up late for for Clippers games this year. West Coast time, baby. Oh I love it. Yeah. He is maybe break it down for people who aren't aware. I mean, I feel like he's someone that could have flown under the radar if you're not aware of. Yeah, like, so, so he's a 30 year old rookie from Serbia who's played in Europe forever. Uh, he's a stud, an absolute. It just he's Ricky Rubio with a jump shot, but it, but he's a little bit more creative than Ricky Rubio. I would agree with that. And, and he's he's he, he's already shown that there he's throwing passes. For oops, and we haven't seen passes like this, yeah, maybe ever. ever. Yeah, just the angles of them, the creativity, and he's got is a per- through the roof, and the perfect team for it too, with DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin, the two guys who can go the two up big and dogs. grab an alley oop like they can. Studs, absolutely. He's going to be so fun to watch this year. Coach of the year, coach of the year. Funny enough, I'm going to go with Tibbs because okay. the players have Again. the potential to take him. Yeah. And all, maybe they don't compete in the playoffs, but if the awards They're are— They're a young and hungry team, exactly. team. And we know what Tom Thibodeau can do with a young, young and a hungry team. Exactly. And I think that they could—maybe they pull, put together a lot of wins in the regular season. Maybe—you know what I mean? Maybe yeah. they're able to do really well in the regular season, and, and he does what he can with the talent. Yeah. You're not going to get past the big dogs. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean you can't win Coach of the Year. Yeah. And to take a team from where Minnesota was the last two years to where they could be this year, yeah, Jimmy Butler's a big part of it. Okay. I, I couldn't decide on my Coach of the Year. I got Jason Kidd for the Bucks. All the reasons we've discussed about the I didn't want to put him down because— Bucks. It's obviously the Bucks year in Bo's mind. But I, 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 for all the reasons that you've discussed about the Bucks, and Jason Kidd's really good at—he's at, developed Giannis into the player he is. You have to give him credit for that. But I also got Scott Brooks because I'm really interested to see it. What a young—another yeah. young and hungry team for a coach who's done it before with a young and hungry team. I'm really That's interested. That's a really, really good pick. really interested to see Scott what the, the Wizards do. really, really darn good pick. All right, so we got five minutes here. Uh, the— <laughs> Bapo, I'm not even going to talk about it. Bapo wants to know, uh, Lucas Bapo, uh, one, wants to know, will the Bulls finally make a move for Javari Parker now that he's a restricted free agent next offseason? I think the Bucks will lock him up. But if you the Bulls, so? Bulls want to throw around a ton of money for a guy who's got a few injuries in his career just because he's a Chicago guy. Now, that's the thing about the Ch- Chicago Bulls is that they're thinking about Julio Okafor. They don't really have to seem to have a plan. Is, you know, To be able to tank means you have to have good decision makers. And so they're going to have to make some serious decisions now regarding players and if Jabari Parker can fit in that plan, do we need another stretch four in Chicago? You know, the last time... the We have 29 of them, so I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The last time the Bulls signed a guy because he was from Chicago, it really worked out well. For a little bit, yeah. (laughs) I'm talking about D-Wade, not Rose. Oh, no, no, I was talking about Rose. Like, the, the first, like, 25 games of the season, the Bulls were actually pretty decent. Yeah, but I d- I'm not sure that you want to sign Jabari Parker. If you're a young, like, rebuilding team, I, I don't think Jabari Parker's the guy to go with. I've got a question for you on the spot. This is okay. kind of wrap it up. I'm intimidated. Last year, Russell Westbrook owned 
the NBA collectively. Now, what do you mean by that? He won MVP, obviously. He won. But the fashion. Yeah. The, the social media. He was must-see television. Okay. Who's it going to be this year? Who's going to own the NBA off the court, on the court? Who's just going to be the guy that's really just going to take this season by storm? And, and when we remember 2017, regardless of the champion, even if he is a champion, regardless of that, he, we will remember it was like, oh, that was his year. Last year was Russell Westbrook's year. Who is it this year? Oh, my God. I mean, that's a, a crazy question. Um, oh, um, I think Kyrie has potential. I think yeah, anytime definitely. you're in a big market like Boston and, oh, and, and with and, the storyline. And, and the greatness that is Boston Celtics basketball that's behind him now. So I think that's one. Yeah. I think Kyrie absolutely has the potential okay. to do that. I, For the same reason I say John Wall in terms of I think the Wizards, as, as I've said multiple times already. I are, think are John Wall is too um, cookie cutter a little bit. Kyrie kind of messes with people like John Wall's the fastest guy with the ball in the league. I'm, I'm not saying playing style. I'm saying personality wise. He's not going to mm. do anything. I don't know. He's not going to. Do you remember when John Wall hit that three in the Boston series and then went up onto the like the media table? That and was goes, the D Wade. This is my city. Yeah. Well, that was the, the yeah. D-Wade I'm all in on Johnny Wall. For I sure. like John Wall when he was dancing and stuff, but he's he's really taken this okay. professional approach. Okay. Uh, and I don't know that if you take this super serious, like, lock-in mode, which yeah. he's doing, which I think is going to be great for his career, mm. I don't think that you can kind of reach that semi-attractive to both basketball and non-basketball. So we have, we have point guards in our minds, certainly. It's a point guard-driven league. Yeah. Look right. at, look at is, the absolutely. It's a point guard and unicorn-driven league. That might be the storyline of the 2017 NBA season. Point guards and unicorns. Last question. Okay. We're going to see a different champion this year. No, but that doesn't mean you don't watch. Exactly. Because in sports, you never know. Ish is crazy. Injuries happen. People get in fights. In 2003, people thought that the Lakers were going to dominate with Kobe and Shaq for the next 10 years. Yeah, and then, then Detroit was, just came in. And, and then order. it was Detroit to take over because Shaq and Kobe start feuding. Yeah. And then it's Boston. And then LeBron leaves to take down Boston and he joins with Miami. And everyone thinks Miami's going to dominate. And then the, and then that breaks up because LeBron wants to go home, and and then all of a sudden this quiet team in in Oakland is starting to put together this franchise, and then and then well, Kevin Durant leaves, and 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 it's so unpredictable. Sports are so unpredictable. In As that we sense. saw with this offseason, I think dynasties are good for sports because the downfall makes it worth it too. I think the Warriors are going to have. Arguably their best. It might not be the most wins, but this might be their best team and their best year in terms of this dynasty. You know, I agree. And so, and it'll be interesting to see. Does LeBron have another gear in, in his fifteenth year? I'm not going to doubt the man. I've already put a lot of money on him to win the MVP. How many years <laughs> are we going to ask that question? I mean, it's been. It's getting there. So what I'm going to say is enjoy what's happening in Golden State because they are the most fun basketball team I've ever watched in my life, and in, and just appreciate what's going on with LeBron James because he's in year fifteen. We've been we've we've literally expected twenty six eight and eight on fifty percent shooting of him for the past decade, which is almost impossible to ask of any player, and he's done it with the city on his back, the land on his and back, and never making a mistake off the court, never doing anything to wrong fans. It's the journey. We we might know what the outcome is. We might know the two teams that play in June, but it's the journey that gets their bow. Yep, and that's why. Um, God, I hate saying this, but you got to trust the process, right? Trust. Oh process. God, I hate it. Wrap saying us up, that. kid. All right, it's we're gonna wrap this one up. It's five twenty nine. 
you know, we're going to leave you with some of the, the craziest thoughts that, that come across with the NBA. Is it too top-heavy? No, because sports are unpredictable. We gave you our predictions. We gave you conference potential, you know, uh, ladder climbers. We've got uh, guys who could make names out of nothing, and, and there's no better way to go out than this music right here. So for Uncle Luke Domask, I'm Bo Templin. This is Family First.